This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. We've got this exclusive interview with a two-time heavyweight boxing champion of the world. 26 professional fights, 24 victories. He's beaten everyone from Alexander Povetkin, of course, Joseph Parker, Vladimir Klitschko. He's an Olympic gold medalist from 2012 as well. It's a man that we've had on this show before. Caught up with him down at the Alwasil Plaza down at Expo 2020 Dubai today. A couple of thousand people out for AJ. Real good form. He came up on the lift, out on the stage. And he regaled some tales. He entertained the masses for a good half an hour or so. Was also granted exclusive access to AJ. Let me tell you, we cover the full gamut of where this man's mind is after, of course, that crushing defeat to Alexander Usyk, his second professional defeat in the heavyweight division. Before of all that, though, I had to start at Expo 2020 Dubai and get AJ's thoughts on that incredible facility. Talk to me about what you've seen so far. I mean, this... It's a pretty impressive place, isn't it? Unbelievable. So I've seen the future plans of what's going to happen in three months when Expo's done and what their plans are in terms of like building a community, residential area. I'm going to come back tomorrow. Um, I'm going to see like, what Expo has to offer, etc. But today was just kind of a glimpse of what the future plans are. It's phenomenal. Forever building, forever continuing growing Dubai. Health and wellness is at the core of this week of Expo 2020. I wonder, I'll look at you, you're some physical specimen, AJ. You're at the, the peak of your powers. Mm-hmm. Give us some tips. How, how have you managed your own body, maybe physically, mentally, to get to the, the top of your profession? I think when, when you said uh, mentally, I think mental comes before the physical. So you make that commitment to yourself when you're going to make a change for the better, whether it's physical or even just a mental approach, like your health, your diet. And then once you have that mental charge and that mental change, everything falls into place, I think. So mental health is important. It's a difficult one, but I start from here. Even me, physical, strong guy, I have mental challenges still, which affect how I can perform in the gym. I can't always be the strongest, the fastest in the gym if that isn't right. So for me, you gotta keep that intact, that working and everything else follows. How do you deal, you, you talked about your mind, how do you deal with the adulation, the, the, the spectre of people wanting a piece of you? You said it down there yeah. on the Lazo Plaza. Yeah. People want a piece of you every single second of every single day. Energy, you have to kind of look at your energy like a, like a phone. When you're on 100%, Buzzer, life's good, you know, you're running around all day, not worrying about anything, but you want to know when to kind of turn the phone off, plug it into charge and recharge because, you know, a lot of people deserve my energy, you know, because I don't take my position for granted, it's a blessing. Um, I don't look around like, get away, you know, no one's allowed near me. No, these people deserve my energy, they support me, they they love what I do, they connect with me, so... um, it's just like myself when I'm in my room. That's the only time I recharge, really. And then as soon as I leave, I'm ready to give 100% to the world. And that's it. That's it. It's a duty. I signed up for it. This is what comes with it. I can't have it any other way. So I have to kind of embrace it. And it is, you know, mentally challenging at times. Um, but sometimes it's the only time someone gets to meet you as well. You know what I mean? And it's important to give people a good lasting impression. Uh, connecting minds, creating the future is the motto here at yeah. Expo 2020. And I just wonder, on your future, 2022, what does it look like for Anthony Joshua? It, it looks like Expo. <laughs> that is like uh, a lot going on, but building for the future. So new environments, new challenges, 
um, you know, like we had a little crisis in 2021 and we have to get it right in 2022, rebuilding, all of that, all of that stuff, all that challenging stuff, like living in diversity, enjoying it though, because that's where greatness is found. So I'm in a position in my career where uh, it's not smooth. There's hiccups, there's problems that need solutions. And if I can focus on solutions out of the back end of it in the long run, we can have success. You know, it's, it's nice when things go well. I've had good runs of my career where things go well and I've had blips as well. And through that, I've learned that. Don't look at the problem, find a solution, a through solution, you know, you have success. So that's what I'm at now. You talked there, your word crisis in 2021. Yeah. Is that a big part of 2022? Do you want to write that role? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fully motivated, fully motivated. I'm normally someone that looks at the positive, but there ain't no point. I need to write that wrong. That's it. Let me not complicate it. Write the wrong, get back on the gravy chain. Then it's a fight I know I can win. It's a fight he probably knows he can win. You know, he fought that in the first place. I fought that in the first place. He got the better of me. I'm gonna come back. Trust me, we're going, we're going for it. I'm looking forward to it. You spoke down there about evolving as a, as a man, as a fighter. Yeah. Taking on different ideas. You want yeah. to experience different environments. 100%. In order to, I guess, in a lot of ways, find Anthony Joshua 2.0. Is, are you leaving no stone unturned in your quest to get back to the top? Yeah, you have to. I, I've learned also quality over quantity. So leaving no stone unturned, I'm not going to just spread myself thin. But let's focus on quality. You know what I'm saying? Let's focus on what's needed. And it has to come from the top down. I'm the last piece of the puzzle. I'm the last performance. So we're talking about game planning, mindset, um, brain training, uh, you know, sparring, our approach to sparring, what we're getting out of it. All of these things, dietary needs, uh, sleep, uh, recovery, um, uh, mindset training in terms of what I'm listening to not just musically like you know um, motivational speeches and stuff like that because this is the biggest stage of my career fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world and for me yeah we have to go and leave no stone on time but let's focus on quality because I don't want to spread myself too thin is that what you've done you, you've done all of that well I spent you know what was interesting I had five days maybe five well, four days off and then got straight back into it, straight back into the mix. Um, and that's what I've been doing. It's not complete, but we, we've done a lot of groundwork. Those four days, Anthony, yeah. soul searching yourself. 100%. Do you speak to anyone or do you look inwards and say, listen, the answers are in here. I've got to map out now what the next six months, 12 months, 18 months are going to look like for me. Yeah, that's important. That's also important. I trust myself. It's a, when you talk about fighting, especially, this is, this is me. So I've got to listen to my own instinct, to my own intuition. So, uh, yeah, I have to listen to myself. I also got great people around me, so I can't take all the credit. But also, from all these voices, you have to pull in and sieve out like what a sieve. What's good and what's not, and what's left is what you're going to use at the end of the day. So I sieved out what I don't need and kept what I do need. And the only time I'll figure out if it works or not is when the final bells rung. That's the only time you figure out with all the commitment, all the information you took on, on board, if it all comes to fruition at the end. How do you assess the heavyweight division as we stand today? <laughs> do I want to talk about myself? I am the heavyweight division. I'm a serious fighter and I fight everyone, anyone. You know, we, we take care of people's teams. We put them in great positions. Um, come fight me you'll see what I'm about, come fight me, you'll see what my team's about. We, we 
help people earn a lot of money, we help people, we help economies, we help grow people's profiles and we punch each other's heads in, in the process and I love it, I live for this stuff man, so that's, that's the division, I am that. You spoke to me three years ago and you said one of your aspirations was to unify, unify the division. Yeah. You go back to 2000, April of 2000, yeah. Lennox Lewis. Okay. Last man to do, that is a big thing still for you to do that. Yeah, so we were supposed to do that last year in August. We were supposed to have that fight and then it fell through. Then I fought Usyk and I feel like if I don't fight the guy I'm supposed to fight, I want the next best. And Usyk came up from cruiserweight, great fight, a 12 round fighter. I wanted to box with him for 12 rounds and show because I was always, always this stigma is that I can't box. I'm a big, stiff bodybuilder. So I said, all right, cool. Let me practice my boxing. Try practicing my boxing with Usyk. It didn't go to the decision. He won nine rounds. I won three. Next fight, I win, you know, four more rounds. I win. So let me simplify that matter. And uh, I'll then get on the road to be an undisputed champion again. Tyson Fury, of course, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done uh, to Deontay Wilder. Those three incredible fights. Is he part of your future? Yeah, yeah, as long as he's fighting. From the from the heavyweights that I just turned pro yesterday to the heavyweights that are at the end of their career today, all of them are part of my legacy. Because I'll fight all of them any time of the day. Spar with them, no problem. Fight them, no problem. So yeah, Tyson Fury, Wilder, all of them are part of my legacy. What about fight here? What? I would love that. You know, I've been coming here for years. I've made up some really good friends, locals, international, expats. Um, yeah, it'll be a sellout for sure. Oh, there's no doubt. I'll take <laughs> Dubai. Let's get I'll it. i be the first one to buy a ticket. Nah, listen, back, I'll give you a comp. <laughs> coming back to you as well. Yeah. We spoke about this down there. Your sliding doors moment, Anthony. A lot of people look up to you. Your, your, okay. your story's an incredible one. When you look back on it, what is the one moment that you continue to come back to to say that was the catalyst to where I sit today? That was the catalyst where I sit today. Okay. Um, not, not in the middle, not just at the start, yeah? The start of it was... Um, so, being a young kid, leaving school, I was, like, I was into football, left school, free time, college and stuff like that. And, you know, start smoking, you know, kind of going out clubbing, using fake ID, trying to get into the club. But this is just, I'm a normal, not normal, some kids don't do it. <laughs> what I deem as normal was normal in my environment. So it was normal in my environment. I wanted to go out and party and stuff like that. And then I had a time when I realized, when I went to the boxing gym, I remember throwing up and it felt like all of that stuff, kebabs, <laughs> cigarettes, drink was just like, exiting my body so it's like purifying my soul purifying my body and I just remember um, I looked at it from a point of view boxing was not about just being a champion I was inspired by the documentaries and stuff like that that you a lot of the champions came from really bad backgrounds and went on to become leaders in history and created amazing legacies but for me personally it was like what I'm eating what I'm listening to um, what I'm watching on TV so it was all about what I'm taking in through my eyes, through smells, through my brain, through touch. So I started changing a lot of things that I was doing. And that was a defining moment. So I feel what I said out there is that if there's a day in your life that you can commit to positive change, like, all right, you know what? I'm done with sleeping late. I'm sleeping before 12. You never know that that time that you sleep before 12 will be the reason you then start waking up at seven 
will be the reason then you then meet the businessman at the petrol station who's starting his day early. That's why you get your job. And that's how you end up helping your mum or helping your dad and you know with a bill that they've been struggling because you started getting up earlier. But because you made that commitment and through boxing, when I made the commitment to be healthy and stuff, it wasn't to be a champion, but because I made the commitment to being healthy, watching things, I then was able to compete at a higher level because I became fitter, I became stronger, I was smarter, so my brain would work differently, and that's why I elevated through boxing quickly. I love that. <laughs> the Sustainable Development Goals here at Export, they're a collection of 17 interlinked global goals, and one of which is gender equality. And I just wonder, AJ, looking at you, how can people like yourself, how can the male role models in sport, how can they help your female equivalents? Yeah, so yeah. you get equality because that's important we've talked about it in so the past like, you as well like like the expo tribe like you got Mary you got Tom they both help let's give credit to the female boxers um, Ramna Ali Katie Taylor Tasha Jones um, so many good like fighters female fighters and you got like the likes of myself Fury Wilder Dylan it's big them all up they yeah. all are big assets so it doesn't matter that is female or male. Let's give people their credit and their dues at the end of the day. So for me, we help manage females as well. We wanna, have, we wanna see females do well in sport. It's a blood sport. It's not like the normal to see females doing it. But listen, if they wanna kind of uh, progress in the sport, I'm open to helping, supporting anyone that wants to do well in boxing. So for me personally, I'm talking about my experience. What about a pledge that you could make for 2022? What's your pledge to be the best AJ that you can possibly be? The best AJ? A pledge Not to do with gender yeah, and stuff. A pledge you can okay. make to yourself. Just get rid of everything that's stressing my life out. <laughs> Kick it all out. Anything that brings stress in my life, I've got to go. Does social media bring stress to your life? Um, no, not necessarily. I, I, I choose the apps I use. So no, because I'm good at managing. Do you listen to the noise? No, not necessarily, no. So, so. Okay, okay, the noise, it's, there's a lot of positive stuff. A lot of people talk about the negative on social media. In a weird way, there's a lot of positive stuff as well on there. It's like, why do we look at social media and just be like, oh, so much negative. Oh, did you see that comment? To find a negative comment, you have to scroll through a hundred positive ones to spot out that one negative one. And for me, I'm like, why do we focus on that? Let's focus on the love. Let's focus on the positive. If you want to focus on the negative, let's use it as a way to critique ourselves. Someone could say, AJ needs to move his head more. So I might go back and watch the boxing and be like, yeah, I need to move my head more. Let me not look at it and be like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm really down. That person said I need to move my head more. When there's a million positive things, and if I do focus on the negative, I'll only use it to benefit myself. Either I brush it off and say, I'm moving my head great. Or I say, you know what? He's on to something there. That's all, I, that's all I use it for. So that's why I don't let social media bother me. It's not a place of negativity. Only if you view it that way, you'll spot the negative. I love that. Right, one of our export media team very recently and tragically lost a very close friend due to a struggle with his mental health. Wow. His name was Jamie Penaluna. Now, mental yeah. health has been a huge talking point. We spoke about yeah, it yeah, yeah. down there. What would your message be to anyone watching this, yeah. quietly battling yeah. demons inside themselves, what's yeah. the message? So, uh, as I said, now the world's connected in a great way. 
Um, ask, ask for help. Ask for help, ask for help. So I said, do two things. Use the internet to figure out, like you can type it in, just punch in dealing with mental health. And there's so many pages that can give experiences and how someone overcame the mental health issue. So what I mean by that is you're not, you're not in it alone. You don't have to feel like you're struggling alone in this matter. There's places where you can connect with people and it's all at the click of a button on the internet. So I believe if it's something that you can't talk about your partner with or your family with, there's people out there sometimes that you don't know that can probably you can form a relationship and a bond with. So the internet can connect you to people all around the world. So before anything, and you can't if you can't speak to people that are close to you, jump on the internet. And and I believe I truly believe in asking for help. If you were just to put, I'm really struggling with my mental health at the minute. I'm looking for help before it's too late. I guarantee you people will come running to their aid. So if it's if you need someone to talk to. I just believe the internet is, that's what I say, it's not all negative, the internet. You can use it as a place of positive, as a positive force. It's just how you use it. And uh, that's what I'll say to someone is reach out. And I think on the internet, so many people will come to your aid. But then, how do you use that? It's up to, I, I have it as well. I'm sure I've suffered with mental issues as well. And I've had to overcome certain things and I've had to use the information. If I didn't use the information, I may have still been in that situation where I've dealt with so much mental pressure and stress. It may have affected me, but I've had to use the information to pull myself out of that bad place. So people do want to help, but it's also me. I've got to help myself now as well. Yeah, you've got to ask for that help. Yeah. Last couple from me. I know you're a busy guy. You've given us great time here at Expo 2020 Dubai today. I've got to ask the big question, I guess. When you do step back into that ring, and this yeah. is a message I guess for your fans, what Anthony Joshua are we going to see? Do you know what? I want to say the same old G, but at the end of the day, um, that's what it is. I ain't gone anywhere. Wins and losses, that's what championship's about. I've had 12 world title, def 12 world title fights, maybe about six world title defenses. I fought maybe like seven world champions. I'm, I belong on the big stage. I belong as a champion. I belong amongst the names of this current generation. And you'll see why, you know. If I didn't fight the best, I may not have lost. <laughs> and I know people have high expectations of me as well. I think sometimes that's why they're shocked. And I have high expectations of myself as well, but that's why I feel like when I lost the first time, as I said, I never made no excuses, but I have my reason. And I, and I always felt like a call, you know. I took my loss, but I, I'll get it back. I knew I'll get it back. So I just brushed that. But this one hurt because I was 100%, no problems, everything was cool. Went in there and I just lost to the better man that night and it hurt. But it gave me motivation to pull myself out of that position where mentally it killed me. And I fought my way back and um, I redeemed myself. Just on that, I find the psychology of that very interesting, Anthony. Yeah. Because losing the first time, you're always gone. Floyd Mayweather built this all into this mythical thing. I feel I took the loss for the whole division to show people, like, no, even Canelo's got a loss on his yeah, record. It means nothing. But it shows that we're still the biggest draws in the sport. Canelo, Joshua, you know, we Wilder can come back. Pacquiao. Pacquiao, it's, it's important. Floyd Mayweather was phenomenal. People don't realize how great that guy is, you know. From a kid, he's a, 
a boxing prodigy. His dad fought for the championships, his uncle, he did. He's a boxing goat, like, but levels above a lot of people. Now, for me, you know, I took my loss. I'm not saying I'm bad, but I'm a good fighter and I came up against another good fighter and it just wasn't my night and we bounced back. So I tell people now, when I see sometimes the reaction of people, I wish they were stronger mentally because one loss doesn't mean you should stop. 10 losses doesn't mean you should stop. You never know when your greatness is around the corner. And if I stop today, because it's like, oh, I've lost twice, I'm not as good as I thought I was, I'll never be able to fully know how far I could have taken this. So that's what I use this as a motivation for is, you know what, even though I've lost, what else is out there waiting for me? But why, when your all goes with the release, why did the Usyk one feel that much more painful? Because the, the first loss was, was for like reasons that I found out after. Yeah, and I feel in boxing, it's, you just take it as a, it's a loss, isn't it? What can I do? Guys, I'll be back. The, the Usyk one, there was no, help, no, no issues, nothing. So I just lost to the better man. One day I'll explain about the Ruiz, maybe when I'm done with my boxing career, and I'll explain more about the Usyk one. There was issues with Usyk one, don't get me wrong, but just me and him fighting, he just beat me on, on, on technicality, like he's a better technical fighter. Um, just a better, better technical fighter, and it just hurt a lot, it hurt a lot, and I look back at everything, and it's up to me to get it right now. I can see the determination yeah. in your eyes. Last one for me, yeah. your legacy, Anthony. You've yeah. done so much in the ring, yeah. goes without saying. You're doing so much out of the ring. You're here in Dubai, you're here at Expo 2020. Yeah. What's your legacy? What do you want it to be? My legacy in sport will be um, revive the division. That's what I've done. I show people as well how to handle losses. I think that's important because of where boxing was. So we showcased what it's like to be at the top, what it's like to fall from the top, climb back up and how to handle it. So we handled it very well like, like a man should. So that was important. We helped also a lot of women boxers as well in the sport, how they can come through and how we can support them. We help people build their name, reputation in the sport, men and women. And importantly for me is a, a fighter that always took on every and any challenge from the start. So I look at some of the other fighters and I look back at their career and I think, when did they, when did they grow up here and start fighting people? They weren't always that brave. Everything we see of certain fighters today, look back at them and that's why I don't believe what they talk about because I've, I've studied these guys. They're not true warriors. A true warrior is a warrior from the start. They're not built. And for me, I went straight in the deep end ever since I come in boxing. So I just want to be remembered for someone who was willing, a true warrior and I fought everyone. I'll add something else there. Humble as well. <laughs> credit to yourself. You're a credit Respect. to your family. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. To Expo 2020 Dubai. Appreciate you. Thank Tom you. Man. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>